Hey Cassidy, welcome home. Well, welcome to my home. Uh, I'm glad that you are here with me. Uh, if you're new here, if you're a visitor, uh, a very special welcome to you. We're excited that you have chosen to join us for worship, uh, either online or in person, and we're excited that you are here with us. We, we hope that in, uh, in this time that you will experience God in a new and profound way, that you'll recognize that while we don't have it all together, we're not perfect, we know the one who is, and that's Jesus Christ, and we, we want to be more like him, and we would love to invite you into our relationship with him so that we can together grow into a better relationship with Jesus, with one another, with the world, and make a difference on behalf of Jesus Christ. Uh, the season of Advent is upon us, Advent 2020, uh, and some of us may be struggling a little bit uh, with the whole idea of celebrating Christmas in the middle of this global pandemic that we're going through, because it's been a messy year. We've we've had struggles in, in the world around us because of health scares and concerns with COVID-19. Uh, that's actually why I'm at home. I, I A couple of Sundays ago, was in front of uh, some folks that, that had one, one of them ended up having COVID. Um, I was being a good neighbor and took some food over and was hanging out. Uh, and somebody turned up uh, positive the, the two days later. And fortunately for me, I've tested negative now. But the CDC does say to, to stay home and stay safe for two weeks to quarantine just in case. And so in an abundance of care, I am at home. Uh, bringing this message to you wherever you are that you're able to see it. So it's been a messy year, global pandemic. Maybe you had some messiness in your friendships on uh, because there's no face-to-face conversations recently. Um, it's maybe been on social media and you're upset because maybe they have a d- different political view than you or they don't like your political view or maybe they have a different understanding of of. Uh, the racial violence and, and motivated things that are going on, or maybe it's just because somebody isn't wanting to wear a mask and you want them to, or vice versa. There's so many things that make 2020 just a messy year. Uh, and that's why we wanted to have this sermon series called Messy Christmas, because we know that this is going to be a messy year. It's just, there's just no way around it. Uh, we can't get past it. But one of the things that we can do is recognize the hope in the middle of all of this. So we have started Advent a couple of weeks ago. Advent is the season of preparation. It's the time when we prepare our hearts, our minds. uh, We prepare ourselves to encounter the Christ child, the the greatest gift ever given, the gift of Jesus Christ. And and it's during this time that we plan and prepare our, our typically our Christmas parties and things like that. And this year, this year we're trying to figure out what it's going to even look like if we want people to come visit us or if we're going to go visit others or if we're going to stay in and shelter at home. What What is it going to look like? And so it, it can be pretty messy. And it reminds me of uh, my son's very first Christmas. Um, my son had been born and he was born in April and this was December. So, I mean, he's not very old, right? He's less than a year old and not very in touch with Christmas. But this was the first year that people were going to come to our house for Christmas. And so we spent a lot of time. We spent a lot of time making the house pristine. First cleaning it, 
top to bottom and then then preparing and laying out all of the Christmas decorations. Okay, how are we going to do this? And going outside and, and starting on the outside and putting all the Christmas decorations up that we had for the outside of the house and then moving to the inside and putting up the Christmas tree. We had one of those uh, those artificial Christmas trees, but this was back before the lights were actually included in them. And so you, you had to actually run the lights yourself. And so I, 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 you know, spent hours, literally hours, every single leaf had to have, or every single branch had to have enough of the lights on to, uh, to make everybody happy that was looking at the tree. And we didn't skimp on the tree either. We didn't skimp on the backside. You know, sometimes the front of the Christmas tree looks really good, but you go to the back and it doesn't look good. No, no, not for us, not for this year. We, we spent a lot of time. We had brand new Christmas ornaments that we had put up. Uh, we had baby's first Christmas, you know, the little, baby's first Christmas ornament, and we got this angel that would go on top of the tree. And the angel uh, was one of those, it was a glass angel, and, and there were lights inside of it, and so when you plugged it in, it just lit up. It was really, it was really fantastic. And we put it all together, and man, the house looked amazing. You know, really, in our heads at that point, we're like, well, now we just got to figure out how we're going to prepare food in such a beautiful place because we didn't want to mess it up. You know, the kitchen was done up. Everywhere was done up. Even the bathrooms, you know, they had all the nice little hand, ho, 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 hand towels, those types of things. And so we went out to go shopping. Uh, and I can't remember if it was Christmas shopping or if it was grocery shopping, but we were gone for a while. And when we came home, maybe this is where I should mention we had two cats. Some of you already know exactly what's about to happen, uh, how this story is going to play out. But what happened was we opened the door and the Christmas tree was demolished. Uh, it was still standing up, but it was leaning into the corner. And I think the cats actually got into a cat fight in the Christmas tree uh, and because ornaments were just everywhere and shattered and broken, light strands, full strands were out that had been working. And this was back in the day when if one was just loose, uh, the whole strand would go out. And so you had to go through each time and try and find it, uh, find out where it was. And everything was just a mess. And I remember looking at that and thinking, we are never, ever, ever going to recover from this. Christmas is just not going to happen. Uh, because it is just too much of a mess. We spent a lot of time getting everything prepared, everything so that it was a perf picture perfect moment, only to have it destroyed by a couple of cats on a crazed rampage through the Christmas tree. Now, maybe you have experienced a time in your life, maybe you're experiencing it now, where you wanted or expected the picture perfect. Christmas, and you know that that's not going to happen. You know that, that it isn't going to be pretty because Christmas is going to be messy this year. Christmas isn't going to look like it's supposed to because Christmas is going to be messy this year. Christmas isn't going to be what it's supposed to because Christmas is going to be messy this year. And we can be worried that it's going to be a very messy Christmas, that, that all of the things we want and hope for in Christmas aren't going to happen. I know that in my neighborhood, I don't know about you, but in my neighborhood, people started decorating for Christmas much earlier than they normally do. Uh, and I see that, that there are some that have that hold out that hope 
that Christmas might be the time that everything gets normal again. And, and my, my guess is that that's not going to be the case, that Christmas is going to be messy. And you know what? I'm okay with that. And here's why. Because Christmas was always meant to be messy. Christmas wasn't this idea of a picture-perfect uh, postcard that was going to be sent. Christmas has always been uh, a messy situation, a messy solution, or the messy start to a solution that God had in mind from the beginning. This year isn't the first year that we've had a messy Christmas. may not be the last year we have a messy Christmas, but as a matter of fact, um, it is in the Bible, the story of Christmas is one of the messiest stories that happen. I mean, we think about it and we're thinking about the angels and the shepherds and, and the, the, the manger scene with the donkeys and the sheep. And it's just so wonderful. But if we really look at it, if we really look at it, even before Christmas, Christmas was a mess. Here's what I mean. Uh, we're going to look today at a couple of different stories, one from the Gospel of Matthew. Um, and just so everybody knows, gospel simply means uh, good news. That's, that's the translation of gospel. It's not magic words. It's just good news. And that's the story of Jesus is good news. That's what's presented to us in the first four books of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These are the gospel stories, the stories of who Jesus is and what Jesus' earthly ministry looked like and the gift that we receive in him through his life, death, and resurrection. Uh, and so Matthew was one of the 12 disciples. He was one of the 12. He was a tax collector that Jesus called, and he started following Jesus, and he writes the Gospel of Matthew. And we're also going to look at the Gospel of Luke. Now, Luke wasn't one of the 12 disciples. He was a disciple of the disciples, and he recorded in a couple of letters uh, some of the history and story of the church. For example, uh, he recorded the Gospel of Luke, but he also recorded uh, the Book of Acts, the story of the early church. So here's the story. Here's the deal. Um, Matthew starts by giving us a picture of Jesus in his infancy, or or even before his infancy, when his mother was told that she was going to be pregnant. He says this, This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Now here's what's going on. Uh, we don't have a good a good sense of this, uh, but marriage at the time of Jesus was a little bit different than what we understand. First, marriages were arranged marriages, especially in the Jewish uh, family life. Um, they were arranged, and there was a dowry that was paid by the parents of the daughter to the man as a, a marriage contract uh, that would be, you will take my daughter off my hands, I will pay you this much money, uh, and you will receive her, and you will be her husband, and you will take care of her. Um, and so it was, it was a contractual, 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 I can't even speak. It was a contract between the, the husband-to-be and the family. And so Mary and Joseph had already entered into this contract, and they had already decided, hey, 
Joseph had said, I will, I will be Mary's husband. They had paid the dowry to Joseph. And so now there is a contract between these two families. And, and so when we read that Mary and Joseph were betrothed or engaged, it's not like when we think of being engaged where, you know, if you are engaged, you can stop being engaged with a simple word of we're not engaged anymore. Uh, at this point in time, it was actually legally binding. It was considered a marriage, but it wasn't all the way complete because you hadn't gone through the ceremony and you hadn't consummated the marriage. And so Mary and Joseph are in that in-between place, right? The, the contract has been made, but they're not fully married. And, and what happens then is Mary shows up pregnant and Joseph knows about this. And so the, the deal is this, the, the, the very first Christmas started with a feeling of betrayal and hurt because Joseph believes that Mary has cheated on him because he knows it's not his child. And so how could this be? The good news is, is that God intervenes and it says this, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid Take Mary home to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And then Matthew reminds us of the reason that Mary needed to be uh that, that this needed to take place, that Mary needed to be a virgin when this took place. And it says this, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be, will, will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so what did Joseph do after waking from this dream? When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and he took Mary home to be his wife. That first Christmas started off really rough. Uh, even before Christmas was, was getting underway, it was pretty difficult. I, I mean, you have to imagine that sense of betrayal and that sense of, uh, of, of just hurt that Joseph experienced, that Joseph was going through at the moment that he found out that Mary was pregnant. And, and here's Mary trying to explain to her parents you know, all of the stuff that's going on. And, and you got to imagine that it's just a crazy scene. I mean, I lived in Hannibal, Missouri for a while. And um, from Houston, Texas to Hannibal, Missouri is a little bit of a culture shock. Uh, one of the things that I learned about a town that size is that everybody knows everything about everybody. Everybody knows all the stories. And my guess is that in the day of Jesus... Uh, it was a whole lot more of that going around because there wasn't anything to distract you, right? You didn't have NFL to watch or any uh, TV shows. All you had what was what was going on in your day-to-day -day life and what was going on in your community. And, and you talked about it. And so my guess is that now the whole community believes Mary and Joseph have done things that they shouldn't be doing. And so Joseph takes Mary home to be his wife, even though she's pregnant. So that that is like admitting, Joseph admitting, yes, we did this. So this is my child. I'm taking Mary home. And so there's got to be a lot of conversation that has gone on around that. Again, it's a pretty messy start to Christmas. 
And then, then there was this census that went on. Uh, there's a census that is started by Rome. And a, a census, we, we have just completed a census here in the U.S., uh, but a census is really just to understand, hey, how many people are there? Where, where are you from? Where are you going? But at the time of Rome, uh, especially in, in Israel, you had to go to your ancestral home. And so for, for David, or for Joseph, that meant to the, to the town of Bethlehem, the home of David, the home of his tribe. And so he had to get married and travel to uh, Bethlehem so that they could be counted for the census. Now, here's the deal. Mary was big time pregnant at this. And, you know, while I, I'm a guy, obviously, uh, and I, I can't really fathom this, I can only imagine the difficulty of this trip. Here, here's why. Because she is all the way pregnant, like big time pregnant, uncomfortable, cranky. And, and in the two times that I have experienced this in a close personal relationship with somebody that's pregnant, uh, that is not the best time to have any kind of dialogue, <laughs> let alone to have uh, a dialogue while on the back of a donkey going from one town to another. And so I imagine this was a brutal trip, but it says this in Luke's gospel. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place since Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So David and Mary, uh, or David, Joseph and Mary take off to Bethlehem. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea and Bethlehem to the town of David because he belonged to the house and to the line of David. He went there to register with Mary who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And so there we see again, they're not fully married, pledged to be married, but is already expecting a child. And so David or Joseph and Mary head to the town of David to Bethlehem to have the census taken. And, and all the while, we can be wondering, man, what, what is the purpose of all this? This just looks so messy. I mean, yeah, we heard the prophet talk about the virgin, but why do they have to go to Bethlehem? And, and this is where uh, Micah fills us in. Micah is one of the prophets from the Old Testament, and he says this in chapter 5, But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. This is starting to give us the understanding, this hope of a Messiah, one that will come, that will be different. And although this looks messy and, and we, we try to wrestle to understand it, one of the things that we're going to start to see is we start to see a picture of a God who knowingly comes into our mess so that he can help us out of our mess. That's the hope of Christmas, that even in the middle of our mess, that we have a God who won't hold back, who comes into the middle of our mess and gets into the mess with us and helps us to come out of that mess in him. I mean, that, if, 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 you, if you really think about it, this is the God 
that created the heavens and the earth. And, and he squeezed himself into a tiny baby at Christmas so that he could get into the mess with us, so that he could live a human life, so that he could give a face and a name and a be a person to this understanding of God, so that he could reveal to us the Father in a way that we had never experienced before, and then to offer us a way to be healed of our brokenness and of our mess. This is what Christmas is all about. And this is why when we think about this year and we worry about the messiness that this year could hold for us, I take hope. I find joy in the promise that Jesus has for us and the hope that Jesus offers to us in this set of stories that, that God himself has come into our mess to help us to be more like him, to help us to live more like him, to help us to love more like him, and to help us to be the people that he had called us to be from the beginning. What a, what a beautiful picture we have in that. So what, is this, what does this mean for each of us individually? I mean, it, it is good news. It's still good news that we receive the gift of Jesus Christ. It means that God's got this. If we look at the, the, the two stories I read earlier, there is an undercurrent of prophecy that God has said, hey, this has to happen for a purpose. Now, I'm not saying that COVID-19 has to happen for a purpose, but I am saying that God's not surprised by all that's going on in our world at this point in time, and that God still has this. And that's the promise we have in Christmas is that God will always have this because he is right here with us. That's the gift of Christmas. The idea of Christmas is that God became one of us, Emmanuel, God with us. And then the gift we receive after Christmas is the presence of the Holy Spirit, which guides and leads us and helps us from the inside out to be more and more like Jesus Christ. So what do we do? What is there that we can do to open our hearts and our minds to prepare ourselves for this Advent season, for this gift of Jesus Christ? And the first thing is this, to allow yourself to receive the grace and the love that is the person, Jesus. Allow yourself to receive Jesus Christ. If you haven't received Jesus Christ into your life, I'm going to encourage you to do that. In just a minute, we'll, we'll even say a prayer together and you can ask Jesus into your heart. But my guess is this, that even if you have already asked Jesus into your life, you can still do with a little bit more grace. And so ask Jesus to send his Holy Spirit into your life each and every day to bring you comfort and care, to bring you wholeness and healing, and to bring you hope. Hope in who Jesus is, hope in what Jesus calls us to, and hope into a true life in Jesus Christ. And then what do we do once we have that hope, once we receive that gift of Jesus? We share that gift with others. We share through our grace that we show to others. We share through our love, which we 
give freely to others. We share through this idea that God has given so much to us. How can we hold anything back from anyone else? So let's be filled with grace and filled with love and allow God into our lives to make us different because the truth is this. God came into our mess so that we can get messy together. Uh, and so my hope is that we can, we can work together with God to make a difference on behalf of Jesus Christ. People are messy. This season is messy. This world is messy. And God came to get messy right alongside us. This is a God who sent Jesus into the world and a God who sends us to share his light and life with everyone else. Let's pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift you give us in Jesus Christ. We thank you for your love and the opportunity that you offer to us for grace. Father, if there is anyone that can hear my voice that is that is on the fence about this whole relationship, Father, I just pray that you would be with them right now, that you would soften their heart and their mind, that you would open them up to the hope that we have in you, and that they would pray for forgiveness first for, for the sin that they have, but then they would invite you into their heart so that they can be transformed from the inside out more and more into the image that you have in mind for them, the person that you know that they could be. Father, help us during this time, this messy season, this messy Christmas. Help us to find hope in you, real hope, abundant hope in, in the gift we have in Jesus Christ. And help us not to be held captive by the enemy. Help us not to be held back, but instead to be bold in our understanding of the gift we have in Christ and our obligation to you to respond in grace and love and share that message of hope with everybody we come in contact with. Father, I just pray this in the name of Jesus. And everyone agreed and said, Amen.